Hey, this is Gary. This is Mike. And Daniel. We're not professionals. We're just three addicts sharing our experiences, strength, and hope regarding recovery. Having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to other addicts and to practice these principles in our lives. Hello, welcome to another episode of the 12th Step Podcast. This is Gary. This is Mike. This is Daniel. Would like to uh, thank you all for uh, choosing to listen and uh, share some thoughts with us. So, I'm going to give you a little story here. I've been thinking a tremendous amount about loss. Um, and what a healthy way to handle that is. Uh, and so... So I've been thinking thinking of the, the losses that I've experienced. Now, to give kind of a background, the reason that I chose this tonight is that um, uh, I, uh, I lost my father-in-law this week. Um, my wife lost her dad. And I've been, I've been very mindful about this experience, probably more... And I have about anything else. And so I've been reviewing the other experiences that I would consider to be, you know, loss. And something that I try to do is how, you know, a question I'll ask myself is how would healthy Gary handle this? What would he do? And that's created a really interesting kind of chain of thoughts. And so that's that's the, dis- the discussion. I <clears throat> reached out to my therapist and, and said, Hey, what are your, what are your thoughts? How, you know, and how, how might I organize my thoughts on this? And, and so, you know, he gave me some, some good stuff. He told me to, I think it's called the, the Kerbler Ross model. You guys are all familiar with that. That's the steps of grief. Yeah. Yeah. He said, look at that. And, and he, he gave me some other things to look at that I think were really, really well to, uh, kind of organize my thoughts and I, and, and I didn't want to spend a little bit of time talking about that, but, but I, I want to, I want to, uh, kind of work out some other stuff and, and keep in mind that, that I really am just speaking as my thoughts are, are coming. I don't, sure. I don't have a lot prepared and, you know, we, we talked a good deal about empathy you know, something that I've tried very hard to exercise with with my wife and trying to understand what she feels, which, by the way, is a really, really difficult thing to do when the other person doesn't know how they feel. Yeah. You know, or feeling right. a lot of different things <clears throat> at the same time. and Which you kind of let, okay, so then how, how, do you, how do you help somebody who's dealing with a loss? And... So I've discovered a, a few things. You can feel grief. You can go through a grief process from any one of a number of things. Mm-hmm. You know, it could be death of a loved one. It right. could be loss of a relationship. Uh, it could be. It could even be the loss of a of a cherished item can put you into to kind of this loss state. And I also found out that um, even though this this uh, model that I'm going to share with you is is, is helpful. It's not a complete model or an absolute model that I understand that sometimes the steps come in different order. Right. 
And sometimes you go back. And sometimes yeah, you go it's back. it's definitely not fluid or linear. Okay. And sometimes you can do absolutely everything right and deal with everything the way that you're supposed to. And years later, it can come back and you'll have to do it again. Yeah. And so I thought about the losses that I experienced when I was actively acting out, when I was right in the, in the midst of, of, of my addiction. And then I've thought about the, the uh, losses that I've experienced during my time of recovery. And I don't even know that it's fair to compare those things. I think, um, I think one of the greatest sense of loss that I've ever experienced was my wife and I, uh, we lost, we lost a child, you know, and, and, um, it was, she was, she was about five plus months along and man, I, I remember the roller coaster that I went through from that experience. I remember, I remember being so angry. I was even angry with her because I felt like she got to love and take care of that child for five and a half months. And I, I didn't even get that. Um, Maybe I'm putting the cart before the horse. Maybe we should talk, make, you know, kind of. So the model I'm talking about, and then I'll come back. Before to you story. go to the model. Yeah. I'm going to just speak up for just a second. Um, this is a, this is a difficult topic. For sure. Yeah. And I, uh, I just want to publicly say to you and to, uh, and to your good wife. Because I know she listened to these. That I'm sorry for your loss. I know that uh, in my interaction with her, um, that her father meant an awful lot to her. And that he, even in his last days, he was a significant part of your life. So when we talk about the topic of loss, we're not talking about something superficial in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. I, uh, I am profoundly touched by those who are <clears throat> whose loss is long and deep as a result of, of this addiction. And uh, I'm very mindful of Daniel and his loss. And others who uh, uh, that I've experienced some measure of recovery with who are going through a tremendous amount of loss as a result of this addiction through divorce and 
loss of family and loss of ability to spend time with kids. And <clears throat> so this is not a topic that, uh, that I think we take lightly. No. Mm-hmm. And so what I'm going to thank you, what I'm going to try to do is um, I'm going to kind of lay this model out so we have kind of a reference. And then I want to, I want to compare the, the loss of our child because that, that happened. I was in the middle of, of my addiction. Sure. And I'm going to try to contrast and compare that to this most recent loss and see where it takes us. <laughs> so <laughs> the stages of, of grief as put forth by this model are uh, denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and then acceptance. And like I said before, they can, they can present themselves in whatever order they want to. They can repeat. They can... I think I think it's just you need to know that all of these are a part of that process. Well, and it's really interesting too, at least for <coughs> me, where you know I get I can get to acceptance, uh-huh. but I can easily tumble back to bargaining. I can easily tumble back to denial or anger. It just because you get to the end and, and you're there with acceptance doesn't mean hey you're done. I've made it. Yeah, you because know, it's really easy to fall backwards. Right. Uh, uh, in, for in sure. These things. So, uh, like I said, I'm going to be all over everywhere. It's okay. So, uh, some examples of the, of the denial stage could be, you know, like in a divorce, for example, they're just upset they'll be back, or this is going to work out. I can't or, believe this is happening to me. Yeah. Uh, Why me? Uh, yeah. I, I could probably give you a long list. This isn't <laughs> happening. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> you know. Uh, this isn't real. They're not really gone. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. those are all yep. kind of examples of denial. Uh, anger. Uh, well, you know, I cited one of my own, you know. Uh, you could even feel angry at the person for dying you could be angry at the person for leaving you could be angry at your boss for firing you you know and you know that'll look like you know i'm angry at this person i hope they fail this person who fired me i hope you know yeah go through all kinds of you can even be angry at yourself yeah for sure yeah uh bargaining (laughs) i'm looking at you daniel oh i know (laughs) i'm a champion (laughs) yeah Bargaining, uh, I mean, you know, trying to, oh, yeah, you know, if only I had done this, you know, then, or had I done that, or, you uh-huh. know, uh, you know, I'd be willing to cave in on this, you know, if she would come back. You know, there's lots of, <laughs> yeah, it goes back to bargaining with chaos that Shane is so. Sure. Uh, if I'd worked a little harder, if yeah, I'd loved if I'd a little more. Yeah, if i a little harder, if I'd done a little bit more, you know, if. I got her more flowers. If I was more sweeter, if only I had not done X, Y, or Z. Yeah, all things you can't change and you can't do anything about. Then there's you know depression. Yeah. And then you still then you feel mopey and horrible. Like oh, if only you know it kind of goes back into that bargaining mode. Like if only I had done that, think I would be laying here on this couch, or I wouldn't be in an apartment by myself. 
Why go on at all? Why, why I'm nothing am I without trying? this person. No yeah. one's ever gonna love me, or no one's gonna want me. You know, it's just yeah. It's really easy to f- slip into that trap. And then acceptance. Uh, I mean, with acceptance, it's like okay, yeah, I can. You know, for me, it's been okay. Yeah, I have days where it's okay. I can do with this. I can deal with this. You know, yeah, the divorce is happening. I can't change it. I'm good. You know, I'm going to move on. Yeah. And, and there's days that are, are great with that. Do you know, I think acceptance with acceptance comes a lot of things of um, gratitude mm-hmm. or these are the things that I've learned from this. Yeah. I think are really good signs of what acceptance looks like. I'm grateful for the good times. I'm I've grateful had. for the good times I'm I had. grateful for the things I've learned. Yeah. Because you know, now I know the things I don't want in my next relationship. Right. Or uh, grateful that I do have time with my kids instead of no time. Right. Um, I think anytime you can find a gift in something, I think you're uh, you're on you're on a good path. Yeah. yeah, I think if you're in a place where you can find a gift or you can be grateful, then yeah. I think it's really really hard to be in a bad place and be truly grateful at the same time. I think it's you're right. Just <coughs> excuse me. It was interesting as I was uh, having a conversation with one who uh, that that I spent some time with mentoring and. He's going through the middle. It sounds like he's going through a divorce. Just at that spot, but uh, um, he's in the middle of a separation right now. And and as he started in this path of separation, he was struggling with the idea of being separated from his wife. And I and I shared with him that, uh, in my estimation, this is a tremendous gift. What an opportunity to find out, uh, to spend some time alone and to evaluate your own. Um, your own circumstance and your own understanding of your disease and where you're at in recovery and and to regroup and to, to just simply regroup and to and then to evaluate your marriage and to say you know these are the things that are important to me that are you know, really really critical in my marriage and 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 to have the right to say if we decide to get back together again here are some things that I just simply need um, and so you know to try and and, and encourage him to to see the gift and all of that was was uh, challenging but he's, he he took the he took the challenge and as a result of that he's he's finding some peace mm-hmm. he's arrived at that place of acceptance and it was through the process of recognizing the gift that went on with that that allowed him to get to acceptance i think now that doesn't mean he didn't go back to anger or denial and all the other phases which i think yeah. you identified but i think the point being is is that if any of us can find the gift um, everything is given to us as a gift, and when we find the gift, it, it, it the perspective changes entirely. Well, yeah, I mean, so for me, when I finally got to acceptance in that, it was like, okay, my blinders kind of expanded a little bit. Right. You know, and each time you can get to that acceptance part, it widens a little bit more. Sure. Um, you, know, you know, especially with my relationship, I was so blinded to some of the things I was just caving in on and letting my boundaries be walked over, um, I was blind to the effects, you know, my health. Um, you know, it got so bad to a point I was having to take anxiety medication because I was always feeling like I was walking on eggshells. And then yeah. as I got out of that, it's like, that feeling's gone. What the heck? Right. Um, you know, and I just thought it was just me every day. No, it was the situation. Um, and then you start analyzing and seeing other things. You know, working uh, with my therapist, I've been able to analyze a lot of things that were unhealthy in that relationship. And that, you know, but I would never have seen those That's right. had I not been by myself 
and just kind of pondering on things like, okay, why am I not feeling this anymore? Why am I not seeing this? And, you know, I could go and talk about it and then, oh, well, that makes sense now. Um, you know, kind of reeling back to, to talking about the loss of s someone, you know, that one's, uh, it's very similar to a divorce or a separation, but, you know, that at least you have the possibility of running into them on the street or, you know, you know, mm -hmm. in my case, I have kids with them. I can still talk, I'll run into them, but the absolute loss of not seeing someone, that one's a little bit more difficult. Uh, and, and I've experienced that and it's something that, you know, sometimes it's easier than others. You know, like my gr the loss of my grandfather, uh, he was pretty much like a father figure to me. It hasn't been until this last year that, you know, the anniversary date of his passing, uh, was <coughs> I was okay. You know, it was a day I read, you know, I thought of it in my mind. I thought of him and I went about my day. But in past, it was always this thing of, oh, man, it was, I, it drove me down. I got depressed. Everyone around me knew that that, that was a bad day and kind of be gentle with that day or be gentle with Daniel day. And, um, and I realized I never truly went through the cycles and processed through that uh, in, in a emotionally appropriate and effective way. And I think I think it's uh, important that as you go through these different stages, you're going to have all of these different feelings, and that's okay. Mm -hmm. That's that's part of the process, and you and I think you need to to allow yourself to feel the things that you need to feel. Right. Yeah. And I was trying to, as I said earlier, I was trying to. Com so when when I lost when we lost our baby, like I said, I I was in a very, very, very bad place. <clears throat> All right. And I'm in a much healthier place now with this newest loss. And I've been trying to contrast the, the healthy handling of it and the unhealthy and, and, and trying to, cause uh, you know, it says what, what is handling loss in a healthy manner look like yeah. as opposed to, and, you know, in the unhealthy manner, I, and it's now keep in mind, I am completely aware that it is unfair, fair to compare the two because they're two completely different kind of experiences. Sure, sure. But it was so hard in the one to feel any kind of gratitude, to have, to hold any kind of perspective. Yeah. Um, all of the emotions were extremely intense and extremely negative. I was angry at the world. I blamed myself because it was just punishment for what I was involved in. Mm -hmm. You wow. know, I did it. Probably some blaming of God. Oh, on. for sure. Yeah. All of those, all of those things. And, and I don't know how to describe it other than it was so exquisite, meaning refined in its detail of just the pain and loss and anger. And it took a, it took a long, long, long time to get over, to get over that. And then to compare it with this healthier, healthier place and going through some of these things and, and, <clears throat> I noticed that in my relationship, my wife and I, we would try really hard to support each other. But often that 
could break down into a fight that could lead to resentment. There was a lot of, despite the best effort with the mess that, that I was dealing with, with myself at the time, you know, and we tried really hard and we made it through it. And, but comparing that to this most recent one, I've been in a position where I've been perfectly good with allowing her to do whatever it was is that she needed to do. Right. You know, you need to go over there and spend all night. I, I can help you make that happen. And and even though even though these cycles are kind of the same, the feelings are the same, I there's a good deal more empathy. I think there's a good deal more gratitude. I think it's much easier to, to catch a, a a bigger picture. Um, I think the biggest difference and I'm, I'm much more willing to allow myself to feel the things that I need to feel and to allow others the things that they need to feel. Both are painful. One seemed very toxic. Does that make sense? Sure, sure. The other... <clears throat> The other doesn't the other is very, very sad, but it's not it's not diminishing me. Right. You, you, does that make sense? It I don't, makes I don't sense know how to else me. to articulate that. I can see uh, and I think you had it right on the head when you're talking about you know when you're steeped in your addiction and that, that feeling and frustration is this is just punishment. For the behavior that I'm, I'm that I'm in, that's a very diminished place to think. A loving God, a father would would reach down and take this child from you as a result of the actions that you've done, and that's a. Uh, we've talked an awful lot about that perspective sure. here in this in this environment. In uh, <clears throat> so I can understand what you're talking about because now now. You know, here we're talking about a similar loss, a similar loss, and yet it didn't diminish you in any way, shape, or form. It's, it's about somebody who's lived his life, and 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 yes, we're going to miss him, but but we're celebrating his existence, we're celebrating his life, we're celebrating the time that we got a chance to to be with him as a result of and of that relationship, and and there's nothing less of you, nothing less of your wife, nothing less of anyone involved nothing diminishing because there's no guilt associated with how you're living your life. Sure. <clears throat> so yeah, it, it makes complete sense to me. Difficult. Difficult. Uh, interesting Interesting comparisons and contrasts, contrasting moments there. Uh, I haven't uh, I haven't experienced a ton of loss in my life. I will take that back. I, I Very much in my addictive behavior, uh, recently, recent, listen to me, uh, you know, four or five years ago, lost a grandpa, six or seven years ago, lost my grandma. And, um, but those were really, and 
I remember my grandma passing away, and uh, um, hospice was there. It was imminent when it was a matter of time, and my mother saying to me, it's only a matter of time. Would you like to come out and spend some time with your grandma and be in the room with her at that point in time? And <clears throat> my response to her was no. And, of course, she made an excuse for me to the extent of, well, uh, yeah, I can understand. Nobody really wants to see. She wants You want to have a good memory of your grandma. You don't want to have this, this bad memory of her as being the last memory that you have. And that was everybody's way of sort of explaining away why it was that I was not there when Grandma, because everyone else went out and spent some time with her. Um, and perhaps that's true. Perhaps that's true. But, but I think uh, I think I, in my own mind, I experienced very much what you identified, and that is is that this is this is a person that's uh, that's leaving me who's been so much a part of my life, and I saw that as, as somehow, some way, a reflection on me and the things that I was involved with in my own addiction and my own behavior and all of that sort of stuff, rather than just Grandma, who'd lived a great life, was now passing on uh, and had been a part of my life. I saw that as somehow what was affecting me, which is very much, I think, a, an effect of, of addiction. So um, it's just a... Uh, again, I come back to the fact that I haven't had a ton of experience with all of that, but when I did have it, it was in that state of being and in that state of mind that was that you describe as being, you know, diminishing me. I also remember, now that I've been thinking about it, I was very selfish in my grief. Which is a just which is a, a, a theme of addictive behavior right. in every aspect of our life, including grief. Which and is and you know, I was feeling another thing was is I was feeling bad. I was feeling bad about the things that I was doing and had done, and convoluting that with what was actually going on at the time. I was bringing all of that guilt and shame and everything, and bringing it into that experience, and it compounded it. Yes, and. It's as though you, you, you grieve harder than everybody else. It's as though your loss is much deeper than everybody else. It's as though, uh, like I said, it's the, the, the grief that goes along with that is, is, yeah, everybody else's grief is about the same, but yours is so much more because you've compounded it with everybody and you're, else. And you're actively on. pushing everybody away. That's right. Yeah. As though there's no possible way they could console me. Yeah. Well, and, and probably, and at, I didn't at deserve that time, to be you were probably then using the tools you had, which was acting out, to try to numb those feelings out, oh, compounding the situation worse. I, I actually think I went into one of those weird, you know, how you go through those cycles of binge and purge. Binge yeah, and purge. Yeah, I yeah. think I went through a purge of epic proportion, yeah. and then some weeks, a couple later. months later, I it was yeah. just the floodgates opened, and it was really bad. It was really bad. Um, huh. Now, so this most recent opportunity has afforded me the opportunity to do is, is to consider very carefully how do you help somebody go through that process. <clears throat> because I know that my good wife is feeling the loss 
differently, much more deeply. I mean, it is her father, and they were very close. Right. You know? And one good thing that did come out of the other experience was I remember that I had to go, I had to go in and work and get everything done so that I could be free to to go deal with all the stuff that followed. But I had a friend who just came in and just sat with me at work. And as in a, as as much as I was in a bad place. I will love that person forever for doing that. I don't even know. I don't remember anything he said. I think he just really just sat there and listened to me and let me just go on about whatever it was I needed to go on about. Um, so I think that if you're in a position where you're comforting somebody, I think uh, I think we can practice some of that empathy that we've talked about before where you can really, really just listen to them right <clears throat> we're all going to experience some kind of loss we've all experienced some kind of loss and, yeah. and that's just the nature of that's just the nature of life right it's unavoidable and i think i think you can prepare yourself by accepting that that's a reality of life and I think you'll know you're in a good place if you can see the gifts and be grateful. And it's okay to go through all of the, and feel all the steps and feel what you're going to feel and, and go back through it. And I, and I think it's a, <clears throat> you know, now that I think about it, I think that, it is one of the gifts that life give us that we can help each other through that kind of stuff. Does that make sense? It does. Yes. It does. Anyway, the whole experience has given me a tremendous, tremendous amount to do and to think about. And, <clears throat> and I know that my wife likes to, listen to these and she's our unofficial quality control <laughs> quality <laughs> assurance and I just it's I don't know I can hear her walking around upstairs and I I just love and appreciate her so much do you know really the fact that she is still my wife is nothing short of a miracle There's not a day that goes by that I am not very, very grateful for that. And there's there's not a day that goes by that I probably inadequately express that. <laughs> but so I love you, hon. I know you're listening. And thank you so much for letting me be a part of your life. And thank you so much for being a part of mine. I'm going to end on that. <laughs> Fair enough. I've got nothing to add. <clears throat> no catchy phrases to to sign off with. Just let's just leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs>
Thank you for listening to the podcast. We would love to hear from you. If you have any questions, thoughts, or concerns, or have any suggestions for future episodes, please contact us at 12thsteppodcast at gmail.com. That is 1-2-T-H-STEPPODCAST at gmail.com. As a fellowship of recovering addicts, Sex Addicts Anonymous offers a message of hope to anyone who suffers from sex addiction. Check out saa-recovery.org.